When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. Welcome to an exciting episode of Wrestling World. Maybe even a disappointing episode of Wrestling World. Because there have been new releases in WWE. This news broke the other day. Braun Strowman, Lana, Ruby Riot, Santana, and Aleister Black have all been released by WWE due to budget cuts. Now, as you know, just after WrestleMania, a few other superstars got released as well, including Samoa Joe. Now, WWE, like I said before, in recent episodes, they do this so often. A clean house is a simple way to put it. Am I shocked that some of these stars got released? No. And I'm going to explain that why in a minute. Um, but before that though, guys, I want to talk to you guys about fake news. Now, I know that when fans see an article about wrestling or news regarding wrestling of anything, they tend to lose it. They believe what they hear. Now, this isn't with all fans, but the majority of fans, I would say, I would say so because... Nowadays, we just don't know who to trust. What articles are true, which aren't. You know, it's hard to to really know what to believe in because there's so many journalists out there. So many people reporting different news weekly. And that's not just with uh, journalists, but, you know, YouTubers as well. They'll report fake news from sources that they find on the internet, whether they're reliable or not. Now, I know there's been a lot of news regarding who may get released next. I know that Bray Wyatt was one of the names that came up. Um... I don't know what to believe in. Everybody's saying Bray Wyatt could be next. But um, I was going through YouTube the other day, and I happened to find an article about Roman Reigns being in trouble with WWE. So 
watching this video, it said he has some backstage heat or something. Now this isn't confirmed, and I highly doubt that this source is reliable. So I clicked on the video, and I clicked on their channel, and I found some other news about them, which happened to be untrue. Now I don't remember what what YouTube channel this was, the name of this channel, I, I don't remember. Plus I don't want to give their information out to kind of any discredit them, or their sources or whatever they get their sources from, even even if it is untrue. But, looking into these articles, you know, and um, reading some of the information that, that, um, that is put out, it, it's understanding why this is confusing to most wrestling fans, because, like I said, what reliable source do we have? You know, these news articles, we don't know what to believe. A lot of people say, you know, don't believe Dave Meltzer. Because anything that Dave Meltzer puts out is fake. I find a lot of my information a reliable source called Sports Kita. I'm, so, I'm sure many of you may have heard of it. To me, it's a good source for information on pro wrestling, for reliable information. A source that I, I know for the majority I can trust. I know that Brad Shepard is, is a good source. He's a journalist. Um trying to think of who else off the bat I think is a, a good source Ryan Satin also from Fox he's on Twitter he's a good source um, but these are some good sources just off the top of my head now some bad sources that I've I've seen a lot of fans get their information information from is uh, Bill Body and Vince Russo now Bill Body and Vince Russo they, I guess they host their own podcast or wrestling show. And I know they have a lot of information that, that happens to be false. That I think most, res most wrestling fans tend to, um, tend to get upset about. Now, Vince Russo, he's been in the wrestling business for years. Now, I'm not saying Vince Russo isn't a good source for wrestling information. But whoever this Bill Body is, if anything comes out of this guy's mouth, nine times out of ten, it is false. And I've seen articles on Facebook, YouTube, of fans, you know, upset about what they're hearing. You know, this wrestler's getting released, this wrestler is rumored to be in trouble, get backstage heat or whatever. And I see fans, you know, very upset with the, with this information that happens to be false. I see fans that are bent out of shape about this. 
And I just want to say now that uh, a lot of Bill Body's information is false. Um, I think 50%, maybe 70, 80% of information we find about wrestling articles is false. Now, to me, like I said, unless it comes from Sports Kita or Brad Shepard or Ryan Satin or anybody like that, I won't believe it. Hell, I even think TMZ is a more reliable source than any half of these wrestling journalists, half of these sources online. And like I said, Vince Russo, he's been in the business a long time. I'm not trying to discredit him, but whoever he's working with, that Bill Body, half of the information he's given is false, and it's making Vince Russo look bad um, being partnered up with him. Now, Bill Body claims to have his sources backstage. I don't know if that, if that happens to be true, if he does have any sources. I believe that, you know, maybe there aren't the right sources, or maybe he's getting misinformed on some information that he's been given. I don't know. But to me, you know, like I said, I can see why it can get under your skin. And for a while there, you know, I was one to believe these articles as well. I used to get bent out of shape, but the more I've done podcasting and I've done my research on certain topics for my podcast, I, I now see that 90% of these articles are fake. And that's not just with pro wrestling, that's with every sport. Um, I think a lot of these sources, a lot of these journalists or whatever, they just want to get people riled up and get people talking, get some attention. Again, they are getting paid for this, so, you know, why not get people talking, right? But I will tell you guys this. If you hear any information from my podcast, I can guarantee you it is true. Because I don't get my information from a fake source. Now, if it is rumored, I will tell you it is rumored. I will not tell you if it's true. I would. I, I will not tell you what it. <clears throat> excuse me. I can't talk today. <laughs> if it is rumored, I will tell you it is rumored. If it is true, I will tell you it is true. Simple as that. You will not hear any fake news from my podcast because I don't want to be that person that gives any anybody information that isn't true. Like some of these sources do. Because it is very frustrating as a fan to try and rely on something when you don't know if it's true or not. We tend to get our hopes up as fans. And I, it's very, like I said, it's very frustrating to me as a fan. To 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 want to believe something, but you can't. So I, I just want to clear the air about that right now, because 
over the past few weeks on Facebook and Twitter, I've seen a lot of fans get bent out of shape, and I've seen a lot of fans arguing back and forth over what is true and what isn't. And as much as I want to say something, I bite my tongue for the most part because I, I know what's true and what's not. Um, I tend to think that if, if somebody says something, I'm going to look at their sources and say, hey, well, do you have a source to this or do you have a source to what you're saying before I get out of shape? Because if they don't have a reliable source, if they're getting their information from a YouTube channel or, like I said, Bill Body, probably fake. But if you want a good, reliable source, like I said, go to Sportskeeda. I think they're a good source. Like I said, I'm not discrediting Dave Meltzer. But um, I know that he gets a lot of hate as well. A lot of comments he makes and and a lot of his news as well. I'm not saying Dave Meltzer's a bad guy. He's doing his job. I don't know who his sources are. I really don't know much about Dave Meltzer. I just know he's a journalist. But I do know a lot of fans tend to jump down his throat a little bit. That's okay. You'll get that with the journalist. But they're doing their job. So, I'm not hating on Meltzer, you know. Like I said, I don't know where he gets his, his uh, sources from, so I won't. I won't be the bad guy. Now, guys, I want to talk about these budget cuts that WWE have been doing lately. It was reported the other day that Braun Strowman, Ruby Riot, Lana, Aleister Black, and Santina, Santana have all been released from their WWE contract. Am I surprised? Well, I'm not surprised WWE did budget cuts. I am surprised on a few releases, but not very many. We'll start off with Lana. Now many of you may know I'm not a big fan of Lana. I've, I've said this in recent episodes. Honestly, it's not that I don't have any bad feelings on Lana, I'm just not a big fan. I'm surprised she's lasted this far in WWE without Rusev, without Miro, or whatever you want to call him now. I'm surprised she's lasted. Which I give her more credit now because of her lasting this long. I think she's proven she can have a career without her husband by her side. But long term, I don't know what WWE would do with her. And I've also said that before in recent episodes. 
after her husband left, she was pretty much a lost hope. If you remember, she feuded with Naya a few months ago. And she was put through one table after the next. And after that, everything pretty much went downhill. They no longer had plans for Alana. Now, I believe she did pick up a win against Nia Jax. And she was the, I think she was the sole survivor. I think it was Survivor Series. When they had that elimination match. But after that, you know, they didn't have any plans for her, which was expected. WWE, they tend to do this. Whenever they don't have plans for somebody, they, they throw them in a tag team. They partner them up with someone else. Or they'll just throw them in the back with catering and do absolutely nothing with them. This goes back to what I've said before. You know, they're so focused on calling these NXT guys up and, and building NXT that they have no clue what to do with their main roster. You know, they called up Damian Priest, you know. He's been feuding with The Miz since WrestleMania. Yes, Damian Priest is talented, but what are they doing with him? Could he be next to get released, you know? But this is just an example of of WWE and their inability to build new stars. And and that's that's what I'm saying about these budget cuts. Is it surprising to me? No, but they need to do something with their main roster. Am I surprised they threw one on the tag team? Absolutely not. Because what exactly would they do with her long term? Now she could have, she maybe could have had a decent run of the tag team division. I don't believe Naomi was the best partner for her. If anything would make sense, I think Dana Brooke and, and Lana would have been a good tag team. Maybe, maybe even um, Mandy Rose and Lana. I think that would maybe help Mandy Rose a little more with her WWE career, maybe advance it a little bit. But that's always a thought. Not saying WWE would ever go that route. But like I said, am I surprised Lana lasted this long? Absolutely. Now as for what she'll do now, now that she is a free agent, could she join her husband in AEW? That's a possibility. I think that would help him a little more in AEW because currently I don't think his run is that great in AEW. I think since he came to AEW, it's been kind of stale. So having Lana join her husband in AEW, I think would give that spark back, that old Rusev Day, you know, spark it had whenever he was in WWE. 
So there's always that possibility. But who knows where, what's going to happen with Mono. I don't know. We don't know. But I wish her the best on her future endeavors. And honestly, you know, I guess I have to say thank you for entertaining us. Even though you've been put through a table 11 weeks in a row. Thank you. <laughs> um, am I surprised they haven't released Nia Jax yet? Of, of course, you know, could she be next? I don't know. But I'm just throwing that out there for now. We'll get into that later. On to the next person, though. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot was somebody that had a lot of success with the Riot Squad. Alongside with Morgan. She's had her fair share of injuries. I know that probably affected her momentum in WWE. Maybe even affected her push. I know that the injuries she has, she's faced was probably a setback in her career. Because she was, was, you know, big with this whole Riot Squad gimmick at the time. Now we all know that, that the Riot Squad gimmick didn't go very far for, for maybe only a brief moment. I think WWE's biggest mistake was breaking the uh, breaking up the Riot Squad because we've seen after that what happened what happened to Morgan what happened to Ruby Riot and I think Sonya Deville was a member of the Riot Squad if I if I'm not mistaken I believe so that's how she got her start right I could be wrong I don't know but correct me if I am you know message me whatever. But I think the biggest mistake was them breaking up the Riot Squad because once they got into their singles career, everything basically went downhill from there. And, you know, we didn't see too much of Ruby Riot. We maybe, we maybe seen Liv Morgan a few times, Sonya Deville right now. I think in her current role, she has a better role than, than Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot combined. But even though she doesn't wrestle anymore, I still think her being on TV weekly is better for her than Liv Morgan or Ruby Riot. But um, Ruby Riot is very talented. I will say that. But am I surprised she's been released? This is another one of. Um, of WWE's, you know, mistakes. Am I surprised she's been released? No. But could they have thrown her back down to NXT? Probably. I'd rather see Ruby Riot in NXT than somebody like Ember Moon, who was once in the main roster. Honestly, you know, what I think would be cool would be a Rhea Ripley and Ruby Riot tag team. 
call it Rhea and Riot. <laughs> you know, I think that would have been cool. I think there was a lot of missed opportunities with Ruby Riot. But like I said, I think I think that ending the Riot Squad, I think that was a big mistake on WWE's part. Because that's something that WWE does not have right now is a good hill stable in Norman's division. Now you do have Nia and Shayna. But let's be honest, this whole thing with Nia, Shayna, and Reginald, it's gotten old. It, it's not entertaining. At least that's my opinion. Everybody knows how I feel about Nia Jax. I'm not a big fan of her. But aside from being heels, I think Shayna and Nia are pretty much the only top heels we have aside from Charlotte Flair. And I believe Rhea Ripley's a heel. But like I said, we don't have a heel stable, like a, a good heel alliance. You know, like I said, you have Shayna and Nia, but where's that going? At least with the Riot Squad, you had some entertainment. You know, Liv Morgan was, was very entertaining. And I think the three of those girls really made an impact on the, on the division at the time. And the same could be said about Liv Morgan, you know, she's very talented. A lot of missed opportunities with her as well. You know, she was rumored to be the new sister Abigail before WWE paired Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss. Now I believe Liv Morgan is living with Bo Dallas on a farm right now. Which is what I heard. I don't know how true that is to be, but again, that's a rumor. Like I said, man, a lot of missed opportunities at Ruby Riot. Um, I think WWE definitely made mistakes with her and her character. She could have been a women's champion. I think if they would have kept her in that stable, she definitely would have been a women's champion on top of the division. But missed opportunity, definitely. And who's to blame but, you know, bad booking. But things happen. These budget cuts are beyond anybody's control. The only thing you can do is feel sorry for the superstar. But just because they leave WWE doesn't mean another door won't open. Another door will open. And there's plenty of other promotions to work at. Somebody as talented as Ruby, she shouldn't have trouble finding work if she chooses to continue wrestling. But for now, let's thank Ruby for her in-ring career in WWE. Thank you, Vanitania fans with the Riot Squad. Thank you for bringing us the Riot Squad. And I wish you I wish you the best of luck in the future.
now next up we have Braun Strowman Braun Strowman the man that was in a WWE championship match not what a few weeks ago the monster among men has now been released from his contract and will now be a free agent Now, to me, this is another guy who probably shouldn't have trouble finding work because of his size. This man is a monster. He is built. Honestly, I think Impact Wrestling or AEW will pick him up very shortly. I do not see this man being a, a free agent very long. Because of his size. You know, somebody's going to want to definitely pick him up soon. And if AEW is smart, they will jump the ball on this. Because that's what AEW tends to do. They tend to pick up the guys that WWE are letting go. Just like TNA did back in the day. Now, Ron Strowman... This, this one's not surprising to me either. A little bit. I mean, maybe just a little bit, but... They weren't really doing much with Strowman, let's be honest. He had a good start in the Wyatt family. He had a big push, you know, when he was a heel. And he, and he had a singles run, but other than that... They dropped the ball. And I've also said this in, in recent episodes. They dropped the ball with this character. He was a top heel. He was the monster. But. For whatever reason. I guess the flame died out. We should say. They had an opportunity to make Braun Strowman a top star when he feuded with Roman back when everybody hated Roman people began to love Braun Strowman but for whatever reason WWE decided to stop his push and he basically took a back seat to other wrestlers like Drew McIntyre Bobby Lashley Roman Reigns, you know, he was just that guy to take the pin, you know. If there was a triple threat match, he was the guy that got pinned to make others look stronger in the process, basically. Even though this guy was a six foot, what, six foot nine, six foot eight monster, a former strongman competitor, a man who was once unstoppable in WWE. Had his own catchphrase, get these hands, which was big. It was over with the fans. You know, the fans loved him as soon as his music hit. Crowd erupted. But they missed a big opportunity with Braun Strowman. And it was honestly sad to watch his career kind of derail, kind of simmer down a little bit. Considering he was, you know, a top heel. But that didn't last very long. 
Yes, he would go on to beat Goldberg at WrestleMania and win the championship, but then he would drop it like what a, like a couple months later to the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, which I'm not complaining because I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bray Wyatt. But but I'm saying you know Braun Strowman didn't have a lot of championship success. I, I think he's picked up the tag team titles once with a child. <laughs> um, You know, maybe maybe he's had another singles title, but I can't remember what, off the bat. Besides the WWE Championship that he beat from Goldberg at WrestleMania. But um, this is another missed opportunity from WWE to make him a top heel. They could have made a lot of money off Strowman. I'm sure if they did make him a top heel at the, around that time. Merchandise sales would have been off the roof. But, you know, he was just that guy to take the pin. Like I said, um, they had that triple threat match with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Again, he was the guy to take the pin. If you remember back when Roman Reigns and, and Bray Wyatt and Strowman had that triple threat match, he was the guy to take the pin. Which in a way, you know, that's building new stars, you know, like Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, but, you know, it's making them look stronger, but what's that doing for Strowman? Nothing. And how will that help Strowman going forward? It won't. Because if you look at Strowman's booking back then, you look at Strowman's booking you know, recently, from when he was signed with WWE, it's not very well. Now, is Strowman leaving WWE a bad thing? I don't believe so. Because he can go somewhere, somewhere else and be more valued and probably book better as a monster somewhere else than WWE could ever book him. And with WWE's missed opportunities that they had when they had him sign to his contract, I'm sure that, that another company will not drop the ball and they will make this guy you know, the top star of their company. Because I'm sure they will learn from the mistakes that WWE made. And they will say, you know, I will not make the same mistakes. I'm sure there's a promoter out there that said, will probably say, you know, this guy deserves to be booked better and he will be booked better. Because WWE, just, they do not know what they're doing with certain stars. Like Braun Strowman. And he is just a good example of what I've been saying since I started this podcast is bad booking. That they don't know what to do with their roster. And it's their own fault, you know. I think at this point WWE's backed themselves so far up against the wall they don't they, they don't know what they're doing. And it's a shame because they have three brands. Raw, NXT, SmackDown. 
but I'm not gonna get into that because I've, I've already talked about that in recent episodes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it again. But like I said, eventually Braun Strowman will be booked better somewhere else and probably valued more. Do I think Strowman's career is over? Absolutely not. With the phenomenal shape he is in, I could see him, you know, having a good another five, six year career. Because let's be honest, guys, the man can move. He can, he can do things in the ring that most guys his size can't. We've seen the matches he's had with Big Show. We've seen how he can throw guys in on the ring, how, how he can move, you know, run and, and, and do half the things he can. It is amazing for a guy his size. So I definitely see another company picking him up and valuing him more than WWE probably ever will. Like I said, I don't know the reason for these budget cuts. This to me, it's not a surprise. It's more of a letdown. Because now we won't see Strowman in the ring. We won't hear to get these hand chants anymore. And these budget cuts, to be honest, you know, they come in a bad time when these superstars were just now preparing to get back on the road. When people like Strowman, Lana, or, or um, Ruby Riot, you know, names I've just mentioned earlier, who were probably preparing and excited to get back on the road, but now they can't. Not saying they can't anywhere else, but like they can't in WWE anymore. Like I said, it's a letdown. And, and what will this do, you know, when they do when they do get back on the road? What's going to happen? This is this. Like I said, you know. These budget cuts couldn't come at a worse time than now. And they're calling it budget cuts. I don't know. We don't know what's true, guys. I, I personally, I do believe it's budget cuts, but you know WWE and how secretive they are. Um... Makes you wonder about WWE. And I've said that several times. I don't think they have much direction into what they're doing. Like I said, you know, Braun Strowman leaving WWE would probably be better for him because even if he would have stayed, his booking wouldn't have gotten any better. He would have been that guy to take the pin. And probably later on just just forgotten about. 
like so many wrestlers tend to be. But like I said, you know, somebody will pick him up. This isn't the end. We'll see a Braun Strowman. I could definitely guarantee that. We shall see, guys. We shall see. The only name right now that surprises me that got released is Aleister Black. And I'm honestly surprised that I'm saying that because a few months ago before, you know, they aired his return, I wouldn't be surprised because they weren't doing anything with him. But this is the only one that's actually shocking to me because they had just started airing vignettes for Aleister Black's return. And just a week ago, he had attacked Big E which was supposed to set up a feud between Aleister Black and Big E. But now that won't happen. Aleister Black is someone who was a big name in NXT. A very big name. But he was never given a decent push. Since coming to the main roster, you know, Aleister Black, he was a, a, a very, I, I think WWE, they were very high up on Aleister Black in the beginning. For whatever reason, that kind of derailed. I know, I know that when Paul Heyman took over creative of WWE for Monday Night Raw, we've seen Aleister Black get a big push. We've seen certain stars get a big push to deserve it. But since Paul Heyman got fired from from being the head of creative or whatever, we didn't see Aleister Black. And he, he was just, he wasn't used. So whenever the first round of budget cuts went down after Wrestlemania I thought Aleister Black would have been first on that list but he wasn't so even I was concerned but then they started airing these vignettes of him just a few weeks ago and then he made his in-ring return to television so I thought maybe there is some hope for Aleister Black But now, he's gone. He's no longer under contract, and he will now be a free agent. Now, I did read the other day, well, I think yesterday, I read it yesterday, that Vince McMahon was never very high on Aleister Black to begin with. He didn't understand Aleister Black's in-ring style. 
which shows that Vince McMahon probably needs to step down from making decisions at this point. Because anybody can see that Aleister Black is very talented. The matches he had with Buddy Murphy were phenomenal. He had a, a good in-ring style. Uh, you know, his gimmick, I thought, was very dark, and it was great. It was very obviously over with the fans. But it just wasn't over enough for Vince McMahon. Which a lot of people now will say, you know, Vince McMahon is out of touch. Well, let's just say he needs to step down from making creative decisions on who to push and who not to push. Because we are seeing more stars that deserve to be pushed not getting their push and eventually being forgotten about. Which is probably the reason why we see the same repetitive matches every week on Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, whatever. Could it be that Vince McMahon is too high up on Roman? And that he forgets about half his roster? Because Vince McMahon, he's so concerned with making the next John Cena. That he doesn't, you know, want to build up the 13, 14, 15, 20 guys that he has on his roster currently. Which, like I said, is the problem with NXT because they are so concerned with building stars from NXT and calling them up on the main roster. That it screws over the guys that have been there five, six years already on the roster. So, in a way, am I surprised that Aleister Black got released? Yes and no. Yes, because they just started adding vignettes for his return. And yes, I am, I am shocked because he is so talented that this is a wasted opportunity. But, no, I'm not shocked because of how he was booked in the past. And let's be honest, this current gimmick that he has right now, this Dark Father, it probably wouldn't have gotten very far. Not saying it's not a good gimmick, but it's not very far off from the current gimmick he had previously from when they first took him off of TV. Aleister Black, his character was already this dark, sinister character to begin with. And then they aired vignettes for his this new current gimmick, but it, it wasn't very far off from what he had before. And with Vince McMahon reportedly not being very high on Aleister Black, as clearly as people can tell, it wouldn't have gotten very far to to, to begin with which again is very shameful because Aleister Black is very talented 
Like I said, are you surprised because he got released? Are you surprised that he stayed as long as he did? I, I want to know your thoughts about this. I want to know your thoughts about Aleister Black being released and where you think he will end up. I don't want to say he'll end up in AEW. Possibility, but there's always Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, places like that too. But I think WWE is making a big mistake releasing these certain guys because that just gives AEW the advantage. I think this will only hurt WWE in the long process. Because if something happens that AEW or any other company does pick up these guys and they build these wrestlers up, you know, and they have a better career in whatever promotion they're in, WWE is going to wonder why. Why didn't we push these certain guys when we had them? Uh, and I'm sure they'll regret it. And this is only hurting Vince McMahon in the end. Because like I said, Vince McMahon is hurting his own product. We are seeing the same repetitive garbage every week on Monday Night Raw. The same matches every week. The same storylines every week. We are not seeing fresh faces like Aleister Black. Bray Wyatt's been off of TV for a month now. You know, Braun Strowman didn't get booked as well as he should. But it's just baffling, you know. Baffling that WWE has three brands and they can't push certain people. Now, like I said, this these budget cuts are, are beyond anybody's control. WWE does this all the time. But like I said, it's baffling to me because, you know, you have guys like Von Strowman, Aleister Black on your roster. And when you have nothing, you know, nothing good for these guys, storyline-wise, it's bad. So, yeah, these budget cuts, it sucks that they got released. But they, they weren't doing much with these guys when they had them under contract. And they could be valued somewhere else other than WWE. Because Vince McMahon, or whoever's running this garbage on Monday Night Raw, they don't know what they're doing. Obviously. I just read the other day that raw ratings were horrible, which is no surprise, because we are seeing the same repetitive stuff every single week. We are not seeing fresh faces, we are not seeing fresh storylines. We are seeing the same thing every week, and it makes me want to turn the TV off, to be honest, at this point. Why I watch Monday Night Raw anymore to begin with is beyond me. SmackDown is a little bit better, but not by much.
And it makes me wonder, you know, who's writing Raw, who's writing SmackDown. Is the same person writing SmackDown writing Raw? Because that would be hard to believe. Why is SmackDown doing better than Raw? At this point, I think somebody other than Vince McMahon needs to take over. Even if it is Triple H or Stephanie. Because like I said, the reason NXT is doing better because Triple H is taking over. It's not run by Vince McMahon. And when I say run, it's not run into the ground by Vince McMahon. Monday Night Raw had its high points for a few months. It's had its highs and lows. You know, when I first started this podcast, we talked about Raw Underground and how horrible Raw Underground is. But honestly, you know, I'm starting to think maybe Raw Underground wasn't such a bad thing. Because even though it was bad, it gave people something to watch for a third hour. Because right now, in a three-hour show of Monday Night Raw, you can't even get through it. A lot of people are maybe snoring through the last third hour of Monday Night Raw. Maybe for the first hour and a half, you know, it's entertaining for the most part. But they do 30 minutes of a promo. And maybe you'll get maybe one or two matches in the first hour. And that's it. That's like you're restless. Because you see maybe 25 minutes, 30 minutes of The Miz on, you know, the Miz TV segments. They spend 5, 10 minutes on a, a backstage segment. When they have a whole roster they could be putting in these matches. Quit focusing on the backstage segments. Put these guys in a match. That's what they pay to see. That's what the wrestlers, that's what the fans pay to see. Excuse me, that's what the fans pay to see. We don't pay to see backstage segments. This is pro wrestling. And it's sad because, you know, I criticize AEW a little bit. But I will say this. AEW puts more in their show in two hours than Monday Night Raw puts in their show in three hours. And that's because they don't focus on backstage segments. They don't give 20 to 30 minute promos unless it's Cody Rhodes or something. You know, because he can go 40 minutes to a promo just about himself. And it makes me wonder when WWE does get back on the road, will the product be better? What would they do differently to keep their fans engaged? Because even before, you know, when they had fans in the arena, the product wasn't any better. But you got to believe that now, with the fans being in the arena, that the energy kind of will be up a little bit more. I think the wrestlers will be more motivated to wrestle after having that long year off because of the pandemic. The pandemic that has affected wrestling for so long. And hopefully, you know, it, it, it doesn't just, you know, re-energize these wrestlers, but it gives some hope in the creative team as well to come up with a decent storyline for these fans. To kind of let them be more creative and, and say, hey, we got fans in the arena now, we, we need to do something differently. 
what will they do differently? How will they keep us engaged in the storylines? Because to be honest, I don't want to see 20, 30 minute promos of The Miz. I don't want to see the same matches every week. I don't know about you, but it's getting restless. You know, back then, Monday Night Raw was the, the show to watch. SmackDown was the show to watch on Friday night. Now it's the other way around. At this point, you know, um, I hate tuning into Raw. I, I'd rather just watch SmackDown. I'd rather just watch AEW and SmackDown. Because Relish is just unwatchable. Bobby Lashley's killing us a heel, but this whole McIntyre versus Lashley feud is, is killing me. Because that's something that should have ended WrestleMania. Now, I do believe we are gearing for a Brock Lesnar return soon. I don't know. But it does seem that way. Now, it would make more sense for Brock Lesnar to return and, and face Roman. But, would they turn Brock Lesnar babyface? I guess they would have to, though, because I believe Bobby Lashley is a heel as well. But I do believe we are gearing up for a Brock Lesnar return at some point. Whether he'll face Lashley or Roman, I don't know. I would like to see him face Roman because, you know, with Paul Heyman, you know, managing Brock Lesnar, managing Roman, I think that would be an interesting feud. I think it'd be a good match. You know, we've, we've seen Lesnar and, 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 and Reigns go, go at it before. And they, they put on a few decent matches. So I definitely think that that would be a fun one to watch. But... I would much rather see that than to see Lashley versus McIntyre again. This feud's been dragged on and dragged on. And it's not that I don't like McIntyre, because I do, you know. I think he's a good competitor. I, I like what he does in the ring. I like that hard style he brings. But I like McIntyre as a heel, and I like him as babyface, and I've said that before. I, I think McIntyre does his best work as a heel. But, like I said, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to tell you that Brock Lesnar is going to be returning soon. I'm not going to say that is true. But that is a rumor. I have heard that's a rumor. Because I'm not going to tell you guys, yeah, Brock Lesnar is returning soon. Because I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to give you guys fake news. That's not me. If I hear it and I do my research, I know it's true, I will tell you. But trust me, I do a lot of research. So if you guys need a news, sor a news source to rely on, tune in to the Wrestling World Podcast. I'd like to thank you guys. This is episode number 30. I am blessed to do this episode. Very happy I started this podcast. Very happy you guys listen. I want to thank you all for listening. This has been a, a, a good road. I got so much more to come with this podcast.
But God bless you guys. You know, I appreciate you all for listening every week. I appreciate my many listeners, and I'm so happy to do this podcast, guys. I want to thank you all for listening. Tune in next week for another episode of Wrestling World. God bless you and good night.